Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Beverly and I are excited today to get to share a bit of our journey of transformation uh, that we've been on for years now, but it's culminating. And so uh, over the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about a lot of history and a lot of powerful principles that have led us to this moment. Well, I want to take this opportunity to say that today is the day after Kent's birthday. And without him, oh my gosh, would any of this ever happen? There wouldn't even be any history. So I just want to take this opportunity to celebrate you with all of our Freedom Podcast viewers and listeners and tell you how much I love you and appreciate you and happy 60th birthday. I told everybody on Facebook that it must be true that 60 is the new 40. Then somebody corrected me and said, girl, 60 is the new 30. I was like, well, I went in on some of that action. I I don't know how you're doing it, but let me have some of it. But anyway, happy birthday, Thank you, Beverly. I really love you. I've had a great birthday. Beverly's given me a lot of beautiful gifts that she created. And uh, one of them I'll be showing you here in the next few days is a prophetic uh, piece. And so it's been exciting. he's a little bit hard to buy for. First, he's so independent and, you know, has just... Bless him. He's cut his wardrobe down to black, gray, and white. And so that simplified everything. But I do love you. And happy, (laughs) happy, happy birthday. We've celebrated all month. I've tried to do something celebratory every day this month just to let him know how much I appreciate you and how much we all do. We're all very thankful that Warren Kent Maddox was born on 10-22-1962. So thank you, Tom and Peg. (laughs) Yeah, my big shout out to my mom and dad That's for making right. me. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the Freedom Podcast. <laughs> oh, well, well but- I did think that was important. I mean, it was just yesterday, and I'm still in a very celebratory mood, and we still have a few more days of the month. So thank you, Beth. It's your birthday month. I appreciate that. Thank you, and thank you all for your. Beautiful wishes that oh, I received did. on Facebook. We Thank did. you so much. We did get some beautiful salutations and wishes and prayers, and it was really a beautiful, beautiful time. Those of you that have been following the podcast know we've been talking about all in Alabama transforming the state, and uh, so hence you see some of our stuff, T-shirts, hats, mugs, and uh, what do you we call these? Merch. What do you call these? We have merch. What Those are, are uh, you, oh, what are they? Not tumblers. Are they called tumblers? tumblers? They're called tumblers. tumblers aren't aren't they? Water, water can. Tumblers. Let's stick with Tumblr. Okay, I like that better. They're pretty cool. Yeah, let's stick with Tumblrs. So uh, you can probably get those on the website if you'd like to have some all-in merchandise. But uh, we're going to talk about transformation today, and we're headed toward a culmination. Uh, Chuck Pierce prophesied to us recently that this what's happening in Alabama is a prototype for the nation. And so we need to get it documented. And this is our journey over the next few episodes. And we thank you for joining us, joining with us and praying for the state of Alabama and for the nation because we believe we've tapped into something. But we'd love to get started with poetry. Bev's got an anointing for that. Bev, you got something for us today? I do, actually. It's um, called Coming of Age. We stood side by side. Sometimes we laughed and sometimes we cried. There were no answers, only questions and chances. What we needed to learn, we did, and oh, how our fire did burn. Driven by an unseen hand, there was no fear of man. Warriors we were, never did we defer. The battles raged, our hearts engaged. Coming of age seemingly sets the stage. Alliances grow cold like victories of old. There will be some anguish. Speak softly the language of love. Always in peace, hand 
and glove. Wow, that is something. Is the name of that hand and glove? It's, no, it's coming of age. Coming of age. And I think it's absolutely apropos for what we're talking about because I've told you that this whole transformation book right here, it's a culmination of all of our history. And you know, I... I know that so many of y'all are engaging with us, and we get wonderful texts, and please forgive me. I just do not have the wherewithal to reply to everything, because once I start replying, you can't stop. You have to keep going, and just please forgive me for that, that we don't get to reply to everything. But as we're sharing our journey, anything that you can think of, just text it to us. Or just, Facebook. Well, Facebook, it put it however they're responding on this. Isn't it on Facebook? Uh-huh. It, doesn't it act like a little text? I guess. Post, maybe. Yeah, post. I beg your pardon for the vernacular, just post it on this page and let me see what you guys remember. That's the exciting part of sharing history together. Your experience isn't ours and ours isn't yours. So just remind us of something as you see little maybe plot holes, little places that you could plug in a memory or something that you really enjoyed or something that really blessed you as we were pioneering this work. There's something about the coming of age that is very important because the scriptures talk about Galatians in the fullness of time, and there are fullnesses of time in the kingdom where there all there comes a season where something ends and something begins, or something culminates in the fullness of age. And so, this is a very powerful po- poem to get us started in this journey. Uh, how this has kind of culminated over the last uh, years with us into what we believe is a very powerful prophetic moment in history. Really, in history. Uh, this is so not just we're we not talking really about just our personal it's, journey, but it's we're a talking historical about historical moment in time. Yeah, what's happening that. in the world? I That's mean, the right. the queen just died in England. Yes. The the nations are shifting. I mean, yes. the monarchy changed there. Our nation's shifting. Governments are shifting and changing. The the. Uh, Capital was moved to uh, Israel and And to Jerusalem and Israel. I mean, that was a big, big thing. Historic shifts are – so it don't take you long to realize – you know, that God is really up to something. The entire pandemic shut the whole globe down. Never happened in probably the last 200 years, I guess, since the uh, bubonic, bubonic plague. Pa- yeah, I, think that was I always have a trouble yeah, saying that, that was bubonic, really, plague. <laughs> bubonic plague. But uh, so we're in a we're in that moment, and that's what we want to communicate. And we want to kind of share kind of how we, we got here to this moment. Beverly and I, of course, some, hopefully you've heard our testimony by now, but we got started uh, after we became born again in Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry in Orlando, Florida. And so we were we were called uh, in a supernatural way. The, the reason I bring that up is because we saw him experience such transformation in a moment. Yes. Like his life, his whole life as a healing minister, all of a sudden hit a moment where uh, this uh, young Israeli-Palestinian all of a sudden hits the world's uh, scope in that there was a moment that God had for him to introduce the body of Christ to the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we got to be a part of that. Well, and what is so amazing about that is we were really novices. I mean, and the Bible talks about that. I mean, we were so hungry for the Word of God and to learn. And the Lord didn't just put us in a, a ministry you know, where we went through like a progressive training and we were discipled and we learned how to, we literally became such a part of that ministry and every change and every shift that occurred with him, that it was just line upon line, precept upon precept. We were taking it in almost by osmosis. I mean, and we were talking about this yesterday morning because I have such a desire to retain the Word of God like my husband does. He has such a great memory for it. But it is possible. Mariah Woodworth Edder, same thing. Got an importation. Woke up, had never read the Bible. But that 
thinking about it from that perspective, what Kent's sharing is exactly what happened to us. We literally were in such a supernatural environment. And I don't think that Pastor Benny even really could see far enough ahead to see the impact that that was going to have, just turning God's people's hearts back to him. Because at that time, there was a lull after the 70s when we had Mm -hmm. the big, uh, into the 60s, into the 70s, we had the big Jesus movement. And lots of people came to the Lord and lots of ministries were birthed out of that. And then the charismatic movement came and just all of the shifts and the changes that were happening. But not a lot of churches were bringing in younger families and younger people. And not, and not a lot of churches are operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely not. And so I just don't think he really understood the whole of history that he was making at the time. He was only 34 years old when we met him. Well, the reason we're uh, and the reason we're talking about that today is because we've witnessed yes. a moment in history where God was ready to shift things, and it and it and it happened. So all of a sudden, in a moment of history that Bev and I were connected with Pastor Benny Hinn, we saw the whole globe shift to an awareness of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it was a very, very powerful moment. So we experienced all that in our life, in our journey. The principle for you today is everything you're experiencing is somehow preparing you for the future. And so good, bad, or indifferent, everything you're experiencing right now is preparing you for what's coming because we didn't realize our next steps that God would give us would be to come to Alabama. And so I had gone through a difficult time with with my health, and all of a sudden, uh, in the midst of all that, God speaks to me to get up and move to Alabama. And that is something that I wouldn't that was not on our radar. We call him Jehovah Sneaky. Well, we had started Kent Maddox Ministries. The Lord had opened doors, and we had already in two years traveled the globe in its entirety. We had been in places that I had never even heard of before, and we thought at, as itinerant missionaries, which I don't even know if that's an actual. I don't know if that's like part of the fivefold ministry, but we definitely believe we were called to missions and to uh, to travel abroad and to continue to plant churches and to see the demonstration of the Holy Spirit in the supernatural realm everywhere that we went. And that's exactly what happened. Then all of a sudden, it was over just like that. Kent really did have a big struggle with his health, uh, just a a procedure that should not have taken very long to heal from, sent us into a little bit of a physical health uh, tailspin that lasted for about a month, but we kept right on pressing on. And at the very end of that, it was almost as if we had gone through a, a trial and error period that we weren't aware of. And the Lord finally just put a period in it. And he said, look, I'm sorry. What did he tell you? Well, he said, my issue was a gallbladder issue. And uh, so he he said, I'm sorry that I had to allow a uh, stone to get in my eaglet's crawl so you would sit down and quit flying so I could talk to you. Yes. Researching it later, I realized so chicken chicken and eagles don't have teeth. They don't. So they, so they ingest little stones so that it grinds up their food in a thing called the crawl, so it aids their digestion. And so uh, when they get a stone and just one too big, it sets them down and they can't fly. And that's what the Lord told me. And he said these words. He said, the reason I had to allow this to happen to you is because it will be detrimental for for you personally and for my kingdom purposes if you don't get up and move to Alabama. Now, at that time, I didn't realize the the broad stroke of that. Like, okay, there's a, it's important that we go to Alabama. Uh, but now, hindsight, we realize uh, that that God is doing something significant. Now, what's important for me to communicate to you today is the Lord spoke these words to me. He said, the good news is you will wind up where I want you to be because I'm sovereign. Right. He said, that's the good news. 
He said, the other news is there's two ways there. You can get there by revelation or tribulation. Or tribulation. And that's your that's your choice. If I had sat down and spent more time listening instead of running and going, then I could have heard by revelation where to go instead of going through tribulation to get there. So thank I thank God now for the tribulation that got us here because we're in the will of God, but I had rather have gotten here by revelation. And so that's a word for somebody. You can get there by revelation. You don't have to have tribulation to find the will of God. Well, we have really, in the years, the ensuing years, because we had no idea we were going to plan a church, and we thought that the Lord really had brought us here very specifically up for Kent's dad, and that we would get right back on the road. Kent's body was healed. We had an international airport an hour and 45 minutes away, which in traffic in Orlando, it took just about that long to get there anyway. So that was very normal for us. We were used to being in vehicles and trains, planes, automobiles, ships, so that was just a natural part of our lives. And when the Lord spoke to Kent, and I mean very, very clearly, he said, I am giving you the keys to the city. And we weren't even living in this city then. And Kent's dad did go to be with the Lord in 2000, right between Thanksgiving and December Mm -hmm. the 3rd. And um, we had very diligently pursued the word of the Lord when he spoke. But I have to share the, the pivotal part that your dad did play in that because it was so surprising. The Lord really confirmed what he had just shared. His dad had no way of knowing this. and Yeah, we thought we were moving to Alabama, as Beth said, just to keep traveling and do what we do, but That's God right. had a different plan. And he had told us to plant a church, but nobody, we, we didn't share it well, with anybody. he had told us to plant a church and to feed people. Yeah. He was very specific about that. And so Kent went to visit his dad, who was in hospital, and out of nowhere, share that whole story. It's how we live. Yeah, my dad, I walked in to see my dad. He was in the hospital, and... Uh, he looked at me. He said, you know what? I, I've been thinking about you today. And I said, really? What you been thinking? And he said, I think you should start a church and feed people. I was like, why would you say something so bizarre? Well, and little did he could not have possibly have known this, that we were walking all over the city looking, <laughs> looking for a spot for storefront something because we literally had a zero money and when i tell you zero money it was such a supernatural exchange transactionally that happened between them that day uh, kent could not have been more surprised of the confirmation and then this is when it got very interesting he said i've been thinking about you and i believe you're supposed to start a church and start feeding people and then he said he said i've got a piece of land uh just about uh right there you know where where we used to live that i've kept for your mom and i's retirement and he said uh it's the only piece i have left why don't you stop and uh look look at that and uh possibly take that and build a building on it but don't build one that looks like a church in case it doesn't work that was so that (laughs) and now look y'all we've taken a lot of heat because we did build a metal building and i think people who have come here from different states they they call this a pole barn. I had never heard that saying in my life. Of course, the over the years, and this place was truly a construction site for, what, 13 yeah, years? Yeah, probably we saved well, we just mode. We kept growing, but we did that very intentionally because Kent's dad had asked. I think in his mind, because we, uh, we Kent and, and Josh, our administrator, our son, argued with back and forth that you can't just build 200 seats. We have got to have a 500-seater. Kent just could not wrap his mind about it. He said in 10 years— I couldn't even wrap my mind around having a church. Yes, he, he could not. And he kept saying, if we have 200 people in 10 
years. It's going to be a miracle uh, because of where we are. But oh my gosh, we came to learn so much about the prophetic in this experience because Kent's dad did get to see the exterior of the building. We brought him from hospital. He got to see the outside of it. And we were almost finished. We hadn't gotten the key from the contractors yet, but he did get to see the outside of it right after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. holiday that year. And he passed um, on the 29th, I think. Think of November. Yeah, just a couple days before we got the keys to the building. Yes. And his first service was our, was our first service was his funeral. So thank God we had built a sanctuary for 500 people. It wasn't fancy, but it was perfection. It wasn't even finished. We didn't have offices. We didn't have really a room for the children. We didn't have a green room. We didn't have anything. We did have bathrooms. And his funeral service, his homegoing service was our first service. You could not have gotten another person in that building. And we never saw it empty after that. It was a miraculous beginning. Well, he was the seed that went into the ground. And, you know, Kent's mom and dad, I just have to really just celebrate them for just a moment as well. We talk about seed, time, and harvest. And it was just, I think, for uh, us during that period of time, we got to see the harvest of all of the seed. There were so many stories and so many testimonies of how good Kent's mom and dad, Tom and Peg Maddox, had been to them and how in their time of need or in their struggle, they would just show up with a bag of groceries. And to this very moment, Avi and Belkius that they met at, oh, remind me of the name of the place. It went right out of my head. CFAT. CFAT. A missionary. I mean, some 35, almost 40 years ago now, they just bonded together, and they are such a pivotal part of yeah. what we're doing. So now in, we've uh, reconnected 40 years later with uh, Osbel and Belkis. But she's actually who is translating our transformation book. Into Spanish. So this circle of life that we're all involved in, it, it really, for us, that was the beginning, beginning. And we just went. We ran just as hard as we could. That's well, that's part, and that's the, you know, the, as we're recounting this history with you, hopefully you're gleaning and understanding where we're, it's kind of like the rug that you see the, where the underneath parts, right? The top part looks all in patterns, but it's all those connecting pieces behind the scenes. It's that's the making, stitches. It's the stitches yes. that's making things work. And, and it's like we're all being prepared. We've all been preparing for such a time as this uh, because what happened in the midst of this, you know, we did, we had no clue of what God, that God would actually one day talk about saving a state. Right. I mean, we understood that God you know, wanted, to, wanted to bless people. We, well, read, and, we read the scriptures about nations. And we understood that it wasn't just about individuals, that it was about nations. But when... But we Lord, had no real prototype or pattern. Well, of course, but when the Lord told you he was giving you the keys to the city, we didn't understand that the keys to the city were to unlock the state. And so that's where we find ourselves in 2022. After this massive campaign. Well, in the midst of all this prophetic stuff happening, we planted the church and the church was blessed and God was doing great, wonderful things. Uh, but we started getting prophecies about Alabama. And uh, in 2007, 2000, well, really 2007, we had we had some real powerful, strong, uh, undeniable prophecies about what God wanted to do and the state of Alabama. And uh, then in the same 2008, our friend Chuck Pierce, who, by the way, we connected with in 2005 through our friend, through our friend Paul, Paul Keith, Keith Davis, Davis Chuck right. and his wife had landed here in our city in 1988. 
uh, and through circumstances, stayed for two days to pray here, and God spoke to them here that he would release a double portion anointing of his kingdom. And so this territory had been marked prophetically by Chuck in 1988. Now it's 2005, oh, and we, we, we connect. Have, we have to go back a little bit further than that, though. We learned this during the, when we presented the state. He had actually been in our little neck of the woods and had been in a prayer meeting with Kent's sister, Pam. And I have to give Pam props, too. She is such an intercessor, has been praying for this city, this state, and the nations of the world for years and years. And we live in Coldwater. We've been annexed into Oxford, Alabama, and we're part of the city. But our little community is called Coldwater, and we have Coldwater Creek. Well, Chuck shares this amazing experience that two years maybe even three years before he was here with Pam, he had been here putting salt. They put they went to Coldwater Creek and, and, and poured salt in the creek as a salt covenant, saying, God, we really believe that what you told me about the double portion will happen here. And so Absolutely. then we meet in 2005, and then 2008, he has the uh, encounter where he's caught up and sees the entire nation of America and all, all the nations that are in covenant alignment with God and there were 22 that were actually in covenant alignment. You can read about it. It's all documented online. Uh, and there's a book being written, The Prophecy for a Nation, I believe, by Dutch uh, Dutch Sheets mm-hmm. and Chuck Pierce. But then uh, the prophecy was Alabama would go first and that Alabama would be a prototype, a first, a first fruits state, if you will. And so we began to pray into those prophecies, and time rolled on, and it was 2018, I think it was, uh, when we begin to, uh, in our own city, take some steps about using yes. this key that God had given us for the city and for a p- prayer reconciliation march about the Freedom March. Absolutely. And you want to tell them a little bit about well, that? Well, and, and Dr. Jackie Patio was instrumental in helping us coordinate all of that. And we, well, for us, the, when, I can't remember if the Peace and Justice Museum came first. And no, then the, after. That, but that's what led us there. We really just could not believe, once we researched all of this history, what had happened really on our road, or, right down the road from in us. In the early 60s, 62, 63, yes. on 202, the road that comes in front of our church, that's where the Freedom Riders, the famous civil rights movement, uh, they were riding a bus. Of, actually, I think it started up north and it came but somehow it came through Atlanta then through our small well, town they, they on the way to Birmingham that they were coming I think the you know the clan and there were different you know just there were different groups represented that were completely opposed to integration and they they flattened their tires on their bus well they and, burnt the bus well but they flattened their tires and then they set them on fire they couldn't go anywhere and fortunately dur- no lives were lost but it was a devastating situation for sure it was horrible Yes, and we had the opportunity to meet the young woman who, out of everybody in that neighborhood, there was one small girl that was running to help them. I wish I could remember her name. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. But we had the opportunity to meet her, and as we all gathered together, one of the most— Let me just catch him up, though. What we did when when Bill was talking about us meeting together, we actually formed a prophetic freedom march where several hundred joined in our cities, black, white, Hispanic— Republican, Democrat, exactly where uh, I was ba- headed. Baptist, we are right Pentecostals, on the same page. Uh, all, all to to actually ride buses and we reenact this together in the most powerfully aligned way, and just the spirit of God sovereignly moved. Because I, I think 
many of the men and women who were in ministry that joined with us for that particular march, they they didn't really understand the supernatural aspect of what we were doing to redeem the atmosphere, to take the land back. And that just opened the door for a whole nother adventure for us to be able to literally redeem the whole of the land of Alabama, which we'll tell you about in a little bit. But really on that Freedom March, as we all joined together, one of the most powerful moments and I'm sure that you started this song, but we started singing This Little Light of Mine. Mm. And so we had 200 strong marching on this highway, just singing our hearts out. And we all culminated where the actual bus was burned. And it was such a solemn moment for us as everyone shared their hearts and how they how it had impacted them and what that experience had been like growing up. And it made us just so aware of the freedoms that we live with now, that we have now that have been so hard won and so fought for. And so I just want to encourage you, pay attention. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not, it's not political, it's just Freedom is a very precious commodity, and we really got to experience a moment in time where there was an alignment in the spirit yes. that that redemption took place. We realized we're better together. We are so much and, better uh, together. And, that, and we had a revelation. This is kind of where we'll land today is we had a revelation that we're that, that government is not political. That's right. So, you know, I, and I hate to, uh, you know, go against a lot of uh, tradition, but— uh, you know, we think we vote in all these things, which I understand is important that 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 governs. Politics has nothing to do with government. Government is found in the kingdom of God. That's the power of government. We saw the body of Christ being able to govern a territory in the spirit. And as we came together, prayed prayers of reconciliation, released the peace and the righteousness and the love of God into a territory, we begin to see it begin to shift and change. And so we started realizing, wait a minute, the body of Christ in this church that Jesus said he would build may be much more powerful than we ever thought or dreamed or imagined that it could be, that literally city, states, and nations could be changed. Well, and the truth is we're we're all supernatural beings having human experiences. And I think once you begin to realize that and understand that the power of the Holy Spirit lies within you, whether you recognize it or not. And if you've ever had a moment of intuition or insight, or you thought about something and it happened just exactly the way you thought about it, that's supernatural. And God was showing you something. And it's really just that simple. It's when you begin to move forward and you begin to expect those experiences and you begin to align with what Holy Spirit's wisdom is directing you to do. That's what prevents you from tribulation. <laughs> yeah, it's revelation. <laughs> so when you're really listening and paying attention, God is always speaking and he's always guiding. He's always leading. And that is the government of God. That's what we're to align with. God is uh, adjudicating. He's uh What's the other word? Legislating. Legislating. Thank you. And all. And of course, Jesus is our Paraclete. He's our attorney. He's up there advocating for us right now. So there is so much to the judicial system in the kingdom of God that needs to be brought to earth. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what that means. <laughs> well, that brought us to the next powerful encounter that shifted us literally. Yes. And that was, I think, it's January third of two thousand and eighteen. Uh, I had one of the most prophetic dreams I'd ever had where Chuck Pierce, myself, a lot of ministers was on a platform, were on a platform. We were exchanging garments, 
uh, to each other, and there was like this spiritual exchange happening. And the Lord said, you're going to have a spiritual exchange with this man. And I didn't know the man. I knew him to be Latin, maybe uh, Latino uh, by heritage. And he gave me his name in the dream. He said his name is Ed Silvoso. And so I woke up after this encounter, and I wrote the name down phonetically, Ed Silvoso. And I woke up the next morning, and I told Beverly, I said, I think the Lord gave me a man's name. I Googled it, and sure enough, there he is, Ed Silvoso, who's been used in the power of transformation around the world. I think last count, 192 cities. And God had given him a revelation about Matthew 16 that that word church is actually a Greek word, ekklesia. And that language once we connected with Ed, of course, a long story short, but I called Chuck. Chuck knew Ed. Well, Ed, just, Ed, Ed two weeks later, he's here with Beverly and I. so confirmed everything that we believed all the way back to when we were involved in Pastor Benny's ministry and the Crusades is that we are to be in the marketplace. There, we're not supposed to be. Com- Matter of fact, our theme song when we first started Word Alive was Church Without Walls. Yes. I mean, that, w- but we didn't have the ecclesia and the governmental aspect of how to implement it. Not that it wasn't right there. God just didn't give us the revelation. So we believe that that really the dream and that impartation. It was a transactional relationship that we have with the Silvosos. And to this very moment, I mean, we're actually supposed to see them in the next few weeks. And I think there's more to come, but this changed our lives in a way that uh, it was, it's like salvation because we had a, a big piece of the puzzle that was missing to mobilize the body of Christ. And what has come out of that has been one of the most supernatural experiences. I think that the earth has ever seen. I mean, and and Ed and Ruth have been doing this for years all over the world, and the part of it that they have accomplished is nothing short of miraculous. Well, I think uh, Ed said it himself uh, that he believed the pandemic uh, ex- you know, crisis normally accelerates everything, well, crisis, and I think it accelerated this whole concept of ecclesia. Well, crisis does several things. Crisis brings out character And it also brings out creativity because you cannot get stuck in crisis. You have to move to the next creative form of your developmental process. And I think that's what's happening to so many people right now who are living in such fear. They they can't get past the crisis for fear of what's going to happen next. So I just want to speak into that for just one second. Be at peace. You may not be happy right now, but you can be at peace. The comforter, the Holy Spirit, that's what Jesus meant when he said, look, I have to go prepare a place for you, but someone's coming. The spirit of wisdom is coming. The spirit of comfort is coming. So be comforted right now. The spirit of wisdom is within you. Just ask and don't be in fear. Be anxious for nothing. Amen. Good word. Well, I didn't mean to throw it off. That's okay. I felt felt that right there. Yes, absolutely. In our our workbook, we teach on this concept on – in the Transformation Workbook of Empowerment on Ecclesia. And so just to give you a broad stroke, Ecclesia, the word church, is only used twice by Jesus in the whole of the Scripture, told nobody how to plan it, how to build it. So people wonder, why not? Well, the concept was everybody there knew what Ecclesia was because Rome had sent an Ecclesia. The the word Ecclesia is not a spiritual term or a religious term. It's a governmental term. The nation of Rome had sent an Ecclesia to Palestine, and in a very short period of time with the backing of Rome, Militarily and economically, the whole of Palestine had been transformed to become like Rome. Jesus said, I will do the same thing. I will build a kingdom ecclesia, 
and the kingdom of God will back it. How? I will give you the keys to the kingdom. That's right. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I will build an ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So now we see all of this culminating to where we're about to take the step into all in Alabama and take all that we've received prophetically, this message of Ecclesia to a state. And we'll tell you about that next time as we go to look into it. But at this point, we just want you to know it, it's time all change. I was reading Bev, Bev made me a beautiful prophetic gift and it contains almost all the prophecies in this one book. And I was reading it yesterday. It's such a treasure to me. And uh, Emma Stark was here prophesying and she said, I hear the Lord roaring all change, yes. all change. I guess if I had to land on one point, don't get stuck right now in anything. There were many, all this journey we've told you about, we could have stopped at any point. We could have got stuck in any any place. There were many opportunities to stay in the same place, but we kept pursuing something because we knew God had called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And so I really believe there's many listening today. You've you know, you've, you've, you're not stuck. You've just been like uh, out of place because we all have been because we're like saying, God, you're doing something that's new, something different. And so we've had to be shaken out of our normalcy so that we can step into this new thing. And I just want to affirm that. We've been prophesying that, it for yes. years so that it, there is a new thing springing forth. And where is that in the Old Testament? I mean, that's way back in the Isaiah Old Testament. Isaiah 43, 18. So you have, to, you have to look at it just from God's perspective. There's always a new thing springing forth, and God is always compelling us forward. So keep moving. Just keep moving, and don't, don't allow you— yourself to get caught up in your mind of what all of the next steps are. We didn't know what the next steps were. The Lord had to give us direction. Absolutely. And 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 that's where we all have been. But at this point, uh, Chuck has recognized what we're doing here in Alabama as a prototype for the nation. And one of the things that Chuck saw was the triumphant reserve that in every state in the United States, of course, around the world, but the vision that Chuck had of the United States Every state had a triumphant reserve, people held in that state. So we rec we recognize that this message is not your normal, you know, church Christian message, but we feel like a part of our assignment is to ignite the triumphant reserve. And so if you're listening today and this is resonating with your spirit that you're feeling, hey, I've got my own story. I've right. got my own prophetic history that I feel and I see now has been leading me to something that is greater and bigger than I could ever dream or imagine. It's There's something, there's a cause. David says it's not, it's not there not a cause. There's something that's been drawing me all these years and I may have been at it 40 years, but I'm now's not the time to stop. Now's the time to move on in to what God has called us to be and do. And so if you're if you feel part of this triumphant reserve, we want to connect with you. Uh, we want to put resources in your hands that will help you move on into this power of transformation in your sphere of influence. We want to introduce you to this prototype of this transformation workbook. And so you can literally go to uh, freedom site uh, life, I'm sorry, life of freedom dot site. That's it. Life of freedom dot site. I look over here to the right. It's not an angel. <laughs> he May, is maybe an he angel. is an angel. His we name is Bravell. We are confident that Burrell Baraki is an angel. <laughs> a, I'm confident looked, of I'm it. I'm looking. Is that right? <laughs> Lifeoffreedom.site, and you can connect with us uh, to get this information into your hands because we really believe that God is doing something right now. We've been called 
to the kingdom for such a time as this. Jesus is building his ecclesia, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And God's going to empower us in this season to not go to church, but to be the church in our spheres of influence and see transformation in and through our lives in a very, very powerful way. So, Bevan, I just want to say thank you. Bev, thank you today. You had some powerful things going on today. It's thank really, you for ministering well, to us. It's such a, a, just an amazing a, a journey, and I am just honored to be a part of it. That's just all there is to it. I am sometimes I had such a moment of thankfulness the other night that it just literally, my knees almost came out from under me. I am so thankful. I mean, who gets to be a part of a great move like this? Well, you do. All you have to do is say, I want to be a part of it because God's already placed that on the inside of you, regardless of what it is that he's moving you in. So our testimony isn't any different than yours when you're really adhering to the voice of God. We're all part of something so much bigger. And we are really, if you're here in Alabama, all you have to do is join with us just by praying for us and praying for the people involved in this shift. It is really monumental. There's a website, All In alabama.org you can connect with alabama the freedom site will connect you with us and we can connect you with people in your state so whether you're in from in alabama or anywhere around the world there are people moving in this transformational model that we can connect you with uh, because as we said earlier we're better together and so we just release to you today this spirit of freedom we just ask, we just stir up the gift inside that's inside of you that all the years of prophetic history, whether you just started last year following Christ or whether you've been following for 40 years, that you realize you have a destiny. You were born for such a time as this. Yes. In your mother's womb, God called you and created you and designed you for a specific assignment on the earth. And so we just awaken the spirit of destiny inside of you today that what God has for you and why you're on this earth and what you were created for. And now we align you with the kingdom of God through these words today to begin to step in to seeing what God has for you and how he wants you to fulfill it. And now we release the power of the ecclesia that Jesus said you have the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so we just bless you today with the revelation and the understanding you're on a journey, and the God that started the journey is the God that's going to finish it. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. The good work that he started, he's going to finish it. We've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. We're about to step into a moment in God and the earth that history will record as one of the most powerful moments the kingdom of God has ever experienced in the earth. We believe that with all our hearts. We're thankful to be a part of it and thankful that you're joining us on the journey. Welcome. Let's get it done. All in Alabama. I'm just telling you, I am so honored. It's one of the most exciting things that I can imagine, especially going into this new era. And we really want you guys to be a part. Please pray for us. Once again, if you'd like to connect with us, lifeoffreedom.site or allinalabama.org. Thank you for your time today. We'll be back again next week. We're enjoying talking to you on these podcasts. Hopefully you're enjoying and being blessed by listening to it. But whether we're enjoying it or not, we're raising an army. We are raising an army. It's time for us to engage. And we are praying for you and praying for yours. And just we're all moving forward. And it's time. It's time. We need to keep moving. We can't stay where we are. We have to keep going. Gathering and igniting the triumph of reserve, and you're part of it. We love you. Galatians 5.1 says it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Walk in his freedom, and we'll see you next time. Be blessed.